This is the Criminology and Sociology Department's Create Your Future podcast series here at Middlesex University. Each episode, we'll be speaking to experts in various fields related to your studies. The questions will be sent in by you and tailored to your journeys. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the episode. Okay, so my name's Carly Guest and I am a senior lecturer in the Sociology and Criminology Department. Today we've got Ben Took with us, who is the Clinical Education and Wellbeing Specialist at Brooke, a sexual health charity for young people. So thank you so much, Ben, for coming on and supporting our students. Um, I wonder if you could just start by telling us a bit about your role and what it entails. Okay, so um, so I've worked in kind of sexual health for the last 10 years in various different roles. I've been at uh, Brooke for the last year. And before that, I was at Terence Higgins Trusts um, at Brook. My role, I'm part of a clean, team of clinical and education uh, wellbeing specialists. And some of us are based in clinic and some of us are based out in the community doing more work in schools and other community settings. Um, in clinic, um, the role is largely around, it's a walking clinic for young people up to the age of 24. And um, talking to people about largely contraception and reproductive and sexual health and choices, um, but also um, around well-being. So everything from uh, depression, anxiety, healthy relationships, uh, lifestyles, smoking, drinking, any kind of sexual violence, sexual abuse they might have experienced, domestic violence, um, things like that. I'm trying to provide those kind of contraceptive services, but also kind of supporting young people with all the other aspects of their life around well-being as well. And prior to that, um, at Terence Higgins Trust, I looked after a really interesting project called Positive Voices, where we coordinated people that were living with HIV, going into schools, colleges, workplaces, other community settings, and talking to people about living with HIV to try and uh, break down stigma around HIV and uh, raise awareness of HIV transmission and sexual health. Great. So it sounds like you address a lot of wide-ranging issues in both roles. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so can you tell us a bit about how you got into the role in the first place? Um, I did my undergraduate degree in media arts and photography, which the the, the aspects of it that I've, I did my an A-level in sociology and um, the aspects of the degree which I was more interested in were the kind of the cultural studies um, aspects of it and I did um, another second degree in gender metamorphosis and gender sexuality in society. Academic side of things kind of focusing on I suppose more kind of people in society based studies um, but in between that I did some volunteering with Terence Higgins Trust with Survivors UK which is a sexual assault and rape for men and um, did a couple of small qualifications as well um, around kind of the academic work and the volunteering and kind of that was all kind of very much with an end goal of kind of getting into the, the field of work that I wanted to get into so I was trying to kind of piece together a path um, through kind of um, doing academic study volunteering um, and some smaller kind of practical qualifications to to get into that field. Great and what can you tell us a bit about your experiences starting out in the sector? Yeah to, to begin with it was very much kind of around volunteer roles um, so um, um, seeing what was available, seeing what would be useful for me, what I wanted to do, and, and trying to fit it around um, the work I was doing at the time. So could you just tell us a bit about your experiences starting out in the sector? Yeah, so initially lots of volunteer roles. So looking at organisations, charities, um, where there was roles I thought 
and might be useful for me or that really interested me and and trying to do as much volunteer work as I could and kind of juggling that around the, the day jobs that I was doing, which were temp jobs, admin jobs, things like that. And looking for those kind of initial entry level jobs where you didn't have to have a huge kind of amount of work experience. Um, but just some volunteer experience and some and some kind of background study. Um, my first job was with Terence Higgins Trust doing community HIV testing. And within that role, kind of just made sure I was really mindful to look for every opportunity I could to um, take any training opportunities, go to any conferences that were available, um, any um, free lectures, work experience, going any partnership work with other organizations and, you know, trying really trying to utilize that entry level role to get as much experience um, as I could. So thinking about your sort of initial entry into the area, were there any particular mm. challenges that you think you experienced? Um, I think probably with a lot of trying to get into any field of work, when you read a JD and it says, uh, essentially experience this, this and this, and requirement is this, this and this, you think, well, if I'm, if this, this, these are my first jobs, how am I meant to have any of that? Um, so I think the initial challenge was for me, psychologically trying to kind of keep my eye on the prize a bit. So kind of doing these temp jobs and jobs that I wasn't particularly interested in whilst trying to do some short courses and do volunteer work and kind of and juggle both, which was quite demanding for a while. And with an eye on kind of the end point thinking kind of this is, this is to get me into uh, the field of work I want to be into. But for a good couple of years, kind of, um, I wasn't doing the roles that I wanted to do. I was, you know, doing the um, doing the day jobs and doing the stuff to try to get me to that point. So it felt like quite a slog for a while. And then I think that sometimes kind of some jobs come up that are kind of related to the field of work you want to go into. And <clears throat> um, I remember having lots of existential crisis about whether to apply for things or whether to go for things because it was in a related field or an area that I was interested in, but not exactly what I wanted. And should I take it for the work experience and um, see it as a stepping stone or, or wait for something else? And I think making those decisions, I found, I found quite challenging. And when you look back at that, do you think, how do you think about those today? Do you think there was a sort of benefit or do you think you learned anything from that period? Um, yeah, definitely. I think um, there was a couple of, there was a couple of jobs that I got offered that I turned down. Um, and I, I think kind of those were, it was the right decision. I think, I think it's, it's kind of, it's worth kind of taking opportunities that come along and thinking, you know, it's not forever, but also I think it's really worth um, being a bit selective and, um, and thinking about, you know, am I going to be completely miserable? Is this worth it? So I think, yeah, from that period, I definitely learned to kind of look at kind of jobs and organizations and um, do my research and think, is this something that I could even consider doing, even if it will be beneficial um, to me in the long term? Is it something I, I want to do or could do or um, be willing to do? So yeah, um, I was uh, that period kind of taught me to be a bit more critical about job opportunities and other opportunities. And I turned down quite a few things. Mm -hmm. So thinking about your job today, it sounds like you are working with lots of different people and the work that you do uh, can be quite wide ranging. So what are the things that you enjoy most about what you do today and what are the most challenging aspects of your role? Working in, I mean, working in this field broadly has been so rewarding in so many ways and there's so much I enjoy about it. Um, in my current role, I mean, I'm really lucky that with um, this job and my previous job at Terence Hickens Trust, I got to work with such a huge um, spectrum of people from um, different backgrounds, different <clears throat> different countries and that I, I probably wouldn't have encountered in my day-to-day um, -day life if I hadn't have had those roles. So one of the most enjoyable aspects has definitely been um, just getting to 
um, know different people and and learn about different different identities and uh, um, and being able to experience all that diversity. So, what's been most challenging? Um, I think kind of any job that you have, kind of supporting people, kind of being it, be it kind of like a standard man, a job managing people or something that's directly working with supporting vulnerable people. You're in, inevitably going to um, hear really difficult stories and with people in really really difficult traumatic situations and. You know, you can put all the structures in place, you know, good team and a good support network. But I think any job where you're working with supporting people um, inevitably is going to be really difficult at times when you are working with people that are in terrible situations and, and really struggling. So that, that's always going to be one of the hardest aspects. And are there ways that you manage that? Is it about having a supportive team? Yeah, definitely. So kind of, you know, a supportive team, um, I think kind of those um, organisational uh, internal structures um, that are in place around supervision, um, team meetings, uh, mentors, um, good relationship with your manager, all of those things kind of, you, I don't think you can um, look after yourself and um, and support people if um, those things aren't there. And, you know, I've seen situations in, in other organisations where that hasn't been the case and seen people really, um, really crumble. So I think, yeah, kind of that you're making sure those organisational structures are there to support you. And also, you know, just the normal stuff, having people you can talk to and um, in your personal life and and asking for help. Um, so you talked a little bit about your previous uh, studies, so your degree and your master's degree that you did um, and some of your previous volunteering experiences. How do you think, can you think of particular ways that your previous experience or your previous studies have supported you in your role? Yeah, loads. So um, with with the academic study, I think um, it, it really gave me um, a new understanding of, because um, all of my jobs really kind of working in the charity sectors and kind of working with sexual health and supporting people have really been about people. It really um, increased my understanding of people and identities and um, intersectionality and um, my own community and really gave me the critical uh, tools for reflection to kind of um, understand uh, my own place in the world a bit more and and what I brought to a role or brought to a relationship with a, a patient or a client or a colleague and my privilege is a white cis male which before kind of doing the master's degree in gender in particular you know I didn't really have any proper understanding of whatsoever so I think it it, it opened up my eyes to all sorts of things that kind of in my role in my various roles has been really really beneficial um and also kind of as a as a team member as a colleague as well has really helped great and if uh, one of our students is interested in working in this sector what would you say is the best route to get into the role or are there kind of multiple ways into this kind of job? Um, I think in, I think the charity sector and um, the sexual health field, um, I think it's one of those areas that there's multiple ways to get into it um, through. I think volunteering is probably um, one of the key routes. I think it's one of those areas that there really is a, a lot of different ways in. Um, academic study, work experience, volunteering, um, but I think you know to increase your chances because you know with with if you want to get into the charity sector, almost all charities kind of have a you know uh, use volunteers. If you're if you haven't got any volunteer experience or, or you haven't done any of that kind of uh, charity work to gain experience, then you're probably going to be a bit behind those people that have. So I think there's lots of routes in, but I think in the charity sector in particular, some experience of volunteering is probably quite key. What kind of experience did you gain from? the volunteer work that you did early on um loads i think kind of it, it gives you that initial you're volunteering but you're you're learning so it's a lot less pressured than when you are doing a job and you just have to do and you've got um outcomes you've got 
things to deliver. If you're volunteering, you can kind of be a bit more of a sponge without the responsibility. So you can, you know, get to know the organization. You can learn all of this stuff and kind of watch people and observe people, but without the pressure of having to prioritize your job first. I mean, obviously volunteer work comes with, you know, responsibilities, and but um, you can just learn so much through being part of a team that you might work in or want to work in. Also, if you know if you do start working in the charity sector, uh, at some point you might start managing volunteers or supporting volunteers as well. Um, so it also gives you a good perspective on what it's like to do that role or to kind of be part of a charity um, in that capacity. With volunteering as well, it's easy to switch roles and get a really huge breadth of vol- uh, volunteer experience. So, you know, you could volunteer in one role for six months and move to something else and something else and something else um, and really, you know, acquire a lot of experience quite easily and with a lot of flexibility usually as well if you need to work at the same time and have you got any tips on how to find volunteering roles just reflecting back on what i was saying earlier about that period when i was um looking for uh, entry entry level jobs or kind of an introduction to the field about there's so much volunteer work available i suppose thinking about what you can do what you want to do and what would be useful for you to do what interests you and be trying to be really selective and thinking about what fits around your life as well i think kind of also keeping a bit of an uh, kind of an eye on the end goal as well so if you're doing if you're volunteering because you want to get into a specific field of work thinking about okay what what is it in this the, the actual work that i'll be doing um that will be useful so is it the interpersonal skills is it is it communication um is it project management um is it uh, working with vulnerable people um is it social media what is it about in that volunteer role that's ticked the boxes that makes me think this is the thing that i'm going to give up my free time to do to get me into the field that i want and trying to be quite mercenary about it in a way mm-hmm. so thinking about those skills that you need to develop to actually then go on and get the jobs that you want yeah yeah as well as this will be a lovely thing to do thinking about <laughs> that kind of side of it too so for some of our students um, volunteering is quite difficult they for various reasons can't volunteer do you have any advice on what else they could do in order to boost their chances of working in the sector so charity sector sexual health kind of supporting people young people sector i suppose if you i mean there's so many volunteer roles you could do and i think most people not everybody but i think most people can try and do something so i think if you can do something even if it doesn't have to be like you know committing to a year of you know every weekend but i think if you're if you can do something even if it's just a weekend or a few evenings a month or just a one-off thing one-off something just to put on your job applications. I think that can kind of make a huge difference. So I think if you can do any type of volunteering, even if it's just minimal, um, it, it's just something else kind of to demonstrate your your interest in, um, in, in the field um, on job applications when you're competing with other people. If you really can't volunteer, I say kind of look for other stuff that kind of um, that would add to your, add to your knowledge, add to your experience, add to your understanding of the field or the sector. Um, so it might be kind of if you can't volunteer, maybe see if you can do some short online courses, um, maybe attend some lectures, try and kind of uh, think think about kind of if I can't volunteer, what other things I can do. Um, I did when I finished my degree, um, I had some academic knowledge, but I didn't have much practical knowledge. So I did a short six week course um, that wasn't particularly challenging, um, but it had a good title and the content was interesting. Um, and I did a couple of those and it just kind of bulked out my job applications but also genuinely gave me a lot more practical experience that I could apply. So it gave me something to talk about in interviews um, that I didn't have previously. So if you can't volunteer, I say look for online courses, short courses, um, seminars, anything that you can 
refer to or talk to about, talk about to demonstrate that you're really interested in what it is that you want to do. Yeah. And do you have any sort of general tips for job searching that you'd like to pass on to the students? Try and be really proactive. So I, um, personally, I felt I kind of, I probably stagnated for a bit too long and I could have maybe moved into the field that I wanted to work in sooner. Um, so use opportunities, use contacts, network, um, be as proactive as you can. Think carefully about opportunities because once you've committed to something, kind of it can be, then be hard to get out of everything. Oh, actually, this isn't the thing that I wanted to do. So um, look for those opportunities really speak to you and yeah just be really proactive proactive and um energetic about it and um don't wait for things to come to you right and can you this might be difficult to pin pin down but what would you say is the most valuable thing that you've learned from your work um oof. most valuable thing i've learned from my work for me personally and this probably is quite specific to me for me personally and it sounds a bit cliched and try it as well but where the value is I think so with the roles that I've done kind of you know I've progressed upwards into manage into management roles and team roles and realized that they they weren't really for me so the most important thing I've learned is to find where the value in the job that you're doing is or the field you're working in where the value is in it and for me that was really about working with people and every time I went to work having a human connection and and not necessarily about those things, these things are great as well, but not necessarily about salary or job title or things like that. For me, it was about thinking what is really valuable when I go to work every day. And for me, that was about being able to work with people and do something rewarding. Lovely. So if you could summarise a message for our students in five words or less, what would it be? Five words or less? Um, <laughs> yeah, be proactive and don't wait. Great, perfect. Five words. <laughs> And do you have any other comments or advice for our students um, who might be looking to get into the sector or just generally about that experience of developing your career and looking for work? So looking to get if you're looking to get into the charity sector and specifically kind of the sexual health young people's sexual health well-being sector, I suppose just to reiterate what I've said really, I suppose kind of try and get um, a wide range of experience. So you know, academic stuff, work experience stuff, volunteering stuff, um, practical um, experience if you can, and try and get a, a breadth of kind of experience because um, a lot of the work in this field kind of um, in charities or in sexual health is about those transferable communication interpersonal skills. I guess think about how to, if you're applying for a job and all you've got in your application is just your degree that's great but kind of if you can kind of add to that I've also done a short course in this I've also volunteered with this organization I've also done an internship here and um, those things are really useful I think if you're looking to get into a sector working with people and that's fantastic thank you yeah so thank you Ben for joining us today it's been really interesting to hear more about your job really great advice for for our students so thanks a lot you're very welcome Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Criminology and Sociology Department's Create Your Future podcast series. We hope you enjoyed it. Next time, we'll be talking to another practitioner about their experiences. Make sure to check your Department My Learning page for updates. Bye for now. See you next time.